Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Mark chapter 9, verse 14. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around him and the scribes disputing them. And immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him and said, um, greeting him, and he asked the scribes, what are you discussing? Verse 17, and one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. This is the new King James. And whoever... Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered them and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. Look at the capitalization there. And they brought him to him. Look at that. Y'all need to be at Bible study. Y'all need to be a Bible study. Uh, you need to be. There's so much to unpack in this verse, these verses of Scripture. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, when he saw him, when he saw him, he immediately, the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed and foamed at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has, it, has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Verse 22, and often... He has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out, cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. (laughs) Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people came, <clears throat> that the people came running together, he rebuked to the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. I didn't see that it said Jesus yelled. I just said he spoke. It looks like he just spoke, saying, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out. And he became as one dead. So that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And we had come, when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Verse 29 says, and he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's a title for this morning. The title is This Kind. This Kind. Father, we thank you. Let your word fall on good ground. I've done what I can do, but I need your power and your anointing. I've prepared, but I need your power. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been walking through for the last 21 days. What's what's today? Anybody know today's date? The 23rd. We started on the 24th. On the first, right? So the fast is over. 
I ain't hear nobody say amen. <laughs> We've been fasting for 21 days. We've been fasting for 21 days. We fasted as a church for 21 days. But we're, I, don't, I don't know that um, I'm supposed to stop communicating. We fasted. We communicated about how to fast like Daniel and the rewards of that fast. We communicated about how to fast like Esther and the rewards of that fast. We communicated last week about how to fast like Jesus and the rewards of that fast. And today we're going to communicate a little bit differently how to fast like a believer. But before we get there, let's talk about our culture-making moment. Last week, we talked about a gentleman named um, Bill Hybels. You remember Bill Hybels? Bill Hybels was the founder. I need something to play with because I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I just, I'm nervous. That's a nervous energy. I apologize. But uh, um, last week, we talked about a gentleman by the name of Bill Hybels. And that gentleman, he founded a church called Willow Creek Church, community church in the Chicago, Illinois area. And in that area, when he, he, found, he founded that church, we spoke about a book that he wrote about leadership lessons called Axiom. And as we were talking about Bill Hybels, one of the things that I said was he founded all these great works and um, he founded this great leadership um, conference, but he's no longer leading, right? And I said he's no longer leading because I wanted to talk about him a little bit more today. There's another book that was written about this man called Bill Hybels called A Church Called Tov, T-O-V. T-O-V. I don't share these books just to share these books. I share these books that if you're really interested in communicating or learning a little bit more about what's happening in the Lord's church at present, these are great resources for you to dig into. But there's a book called The Church, A Church Called Tove, T-O-V, that was written about the ministry of Bill Hybels. Because in the church, A Church Called Tove, what we find is a study of leadership gone wrong find a study of leadership gone wrong, a leader who got to the height of his ministry, but hid a lot from his followers. Find a leader who got to the height of his ministry. He did so many wonderful things, but as he was walking and leading in the Lord's church, he found himself Wonderfully gifted, but lacking integrity. Help us, church. He found himself wonderfully gifted, but lacking integrity. And I used the book that he wrote called Axiom last week. And I'm communicating about the book that was written about him called The Church Called A Church Called Tove this week, simply to say. That we, as a culture, do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Bill Hybels was a fantastic leader. He was a man that was anointed by God to bring thousands of people together. Hundreds of thousands of people in his leadership conference from around the world, but he still struggled with moral failure. He was a wonderful, anointed man of God, but he was still a man that needed to submit himself moment by moment 
and day by day to the power of the king and the cross. And when he did not do that, he found himself asking for things of people that he ain't have no business asking for. And church, the reason why, hold on, there's no reason for me to yell, is there? The reason why, the reason why we are talking about Bill Hybels today is it is so easy for any leader in the Lord's church to find themselves in a place of character flaw. Say amen, somebody. There is, it is so easy for any leader to find themselves in a place where their character won't keep them, where their anointing has taken them. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I declare that even though Bill Hybels found himself fallen, he still made great contributions to the Lord's church. And what I feel is there have been people in this church who have made great contributions to the Lord's church that have done so many wonderful things, but they found themselves fallen. They found themselves hurting the people that they were leading. And you, we as a body have tried our best to discredit all of the good that they did because they did one thing inappropriately. Saints, we are not a people that kill our wounded. Come on! We are not a people that will kill our wounded. I heard the Lord say, your sin is not your substance. Your sin is not your substance. And because you did that, you may never serve in this capacity again. But we still need you. Come on, church. We, you may never serve in that capacity again. But we still need everything God gave you to give to the people of God. We'll find a place for you to allow yourself to heal so that your capacity in the kingdom can grow again. And we will ensure that we walk with you so that your gifting will match your integrity. That's what Redeemer's going to be. Hello? That's the church that Redeemer is going to be. We understand that you failed. We understand that you fell. We understand that you're flawed. And we as a body of Christ are committing ourselves to walking with you to get you back to a place of restoration. Somebody say restoration. Somebody say restoration. We're going to walk with you so that your gift can match your integrity. And as I read these scriptures, the scriptures focused on Mark chapter 9, verses 17, all the way through the end of the chapter. When I read the verses of scripture, I read two different stories in these scriptures. I read the story of the man who had a son that was healed. It was beautiful. We're going to talk about that. But I also read a story about the disciples that brought this man <laughs> to Jesus. And they had questions. Come on, church. <laughs> I read two stories. I read a story about a man. You want to read them with me? I read a story about a man who brought his son to Jesus. And then I read a story about the disciples, who, who um, the man who got his son healed, a story of a disciples who got, brought his son to Jesus, and they had questions. In Mark chapter 9, verses 17 through 18, it reads... 
Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth and gnashes at his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples and your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. There's a group of people, there's a group of people that are here, and there's a crowd. If you just continue to read down these verses, Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 17, all the way through, you will, you will see that there's a group of people that know that Jesus has come by. <clears throat> this group of people knows that Jesus has come by, and wherever Jesus shows up, something's going to happen. Hello, church. We know that wherever Jesus shows up, something's going to happen. So they realize that the power and the presence of God is right there in their midst. And because Jesus was there, they knew that something miraculous was going to happen. And it just so happens that a miracle was required in the moment. This man communicates to Jesus when he finally gets to see him. He says, Jesus, I brought my son to you because there's something going on with my boy and I need you to help him. I brought my son to your disciples first. And when I brought them to him, they they didn't have what it took to help my baby boy. And I could have walked away, but I decided to wait for you. Because I know that my child can be healed if you would just heal him. And so there's this man who brings his son to Jesus. Let's talk about him. There's this man that brings his son to Jesus. And as he brings his son to Jesus, he communicates all that's happened. And he tells him what's going on with his baby. He's got a mute spirit. And when his son, when, whenever his, the spirit comes upon him, he falls down and he starts to shaking like a fish. That's my words. That ain't in scripture. You talk, I'm talking now. See, So he starts convulsing, right? And things start happening. And he, he doesn't know what's happening. It would be like an epileptic seizure. An epile- it would, that would be like an epileptic seizure. And as this man, as it happens to him, his child, he's trying to figure out what's going on. I just want my baby healed, is all he's saying. I just want my baby whole, is all he's saying. I brought my son to church, and the church couldn't do nothing for him. <laughs> I brought my son to the minister, and the minister couldn't do nothing for him. I brought my son, I took my son into the presence where they said the presence of you was, but the, pres- the presence that they said that they carried didn't have the power to overcome. Holy God didn't have the power to overcome what was going on with my child. So I decided to wait for you. Decided to wait for you. And Jesus said to him, after they go through all the discourse and after the demon communicates and actually puts on a show for the king, Jesus says to him, he says, if you can just believe all things are possible to those who believe. And immediately the father cry out and cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's beautiful to know that we have a God who will allow us to come to him however our faith is shaped. It's beautiful to know that we have a God that will allow us to get to him whether our faith is full or our faith is waning. It's a wonderful thing, and I am so grateful that we have a God that will meet us right where we are. Our faith doesn't have to be perfect, saints. We don't need to have all the right answers. We don't need to communicate all the right words. All we have to do is get to Jesus. 
<laughs> Somebody say get to Jesus. And everything, when we get to Jesus, everything will be all right. I'm not sure where you are in your faith walk today, but I guarantee if you would just get to Jesus, come on church, that's a place to shout. If you would just get to Jesus, he will turn your morning into dancing. I don't know about you, but I know that when I got to Jesus, he turned my sorrows into joy. If you would just get to Jesus, he will provide for you everything you need. And even more than that, if you can't get to Jesus, we got people that'll bring you to him. The disciples, they didn't have what it took to heal the boy. But they had a relationship enough to usher him into the presence of the king. My Lord, they had relationship enough with God to say, I might not be able to do it, but I know who can. Come with me to the father's house. There's joy in my father's house. There's healing in my father's house. Whatever you need from the Lord, I may not be able to give it to you, but I know who can. The Lord himself will provide for you. I'm grateful that we have as a church people who are in relationship with God enough to get us to Jesus. I'm grateful for a Reverend Pyfram who has been with Jesus, come on church, and can bring you to Jesus. I'm grateful for a Minister Richardson who can pray and who can preach us right to the throne of God. I am grateful for a Minister Tamika who has relationship with God enough that can walk us with her song into the presence of the King and the power of God can change the atmosphere. I'm grateful for a Minister Lingham who preaches and teaches us in ways that bring us to Jesus. I'm grateful for the deacons who serve in a way, a way that help us get to Jesus. I'm grateful for the trustees that allow for all of the distractions that could be to fall away because they're faithful in the work of the kingdom and they allow us to get to Jesus. I'm grateful for every ministry leader who is excited to serve in their various capacities so that who, wherever you are joining us, whether physically or virtually, you are in a place that you can be vulnerable enough to get to Jesus. I'm grateful for worship. I'm grateful for the prayer team. I'm grateful for everyone that is in place in this church that can bring you to Jesus. You don't have to get here by yourself. You don't have to try to get here by yourself. There are people of God that will bring you to Jesus. And when you can't do it alone, just call on somebody else. I may not have the faith to get to Jesus today, but I know somebody who can. And I can make a quick phone call and say, my faith is waning. Can you pray me through today? My faith is in trouble. Can you pray me through? I know that I need the Lord, but I can't get to him right now. Help me, Deke. Can you pray for me? And he will. He'll get me out of myself, and he will help me get to Jesus if you just get to Jesus. Somebody say get to Jesus. Somebody say get to Jesus. Everything you need is not in the presence of the pastor. It's in the presence of the king. It's not in the presence of the minister. We're not here to save you. We're here to get you to the Savior. Come on, church. We're not here to heal you. We're here to get you to 
the healer. We're not here to deliver you. We're here to get you to the deliverer. And all we have to do is get you to Jesus. Get you to Jesus. He is the peace, my Lord, that passes, surpasses all of our understanding. He's the joy of the whole earth. And we thank you for being here and allowing our hearts to be calmed when we get to you. Hmm. Wonderful is your name. Wonderful is your name. So we read about this man whose son was healed. And that's the place where everybody shouts, you know. You know, that's the, that's the shout. Everybody wants to get to the shout. We read about the place where this man was healed. And he, he says, Lord, I believe and help my unbelief. And that's the beautiful part about the story because that's the place where everybody starts to connect to this humanity, the humanity of this man. But what I want to call your attention to is the other storyline. Because if you just stop reading at the shout, you'll end up missing the point. If you stop reading at what was done in public, you will miss what God had to do for his followers in private. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. In verse 29, 28, it says, and when he had come into the house, after all of this public display had occurred, I'm almost done. After all this stuff happened in public, after everything, everybody was healed and everybody went home, they had some good talk and they were able to celebrate the king. They were dancing and shouting and praising God. People were healed and set free and delivered. And it was a high time in the Lord, as we might say. After all of that had been completed, they had to go home. Uh, my Lord, they had to go home and they had to deal with the demons that they had at home. They had to go home and they had to do business with their God. And when it had come and when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? They praised in public. For all of the deliverances that had happened. (laughs) But they went home and they had questions. They celebrated God with you and for you. But in that celebration, that public celebration, they had to go home with questions. They saw God work on your behalf. But they were waiting for God to work for them. And they praised and worshiped and loved God for you. But they had questions. Some of us have come here like the father in the text. We've come to receive what we need from God in this public place of worship. And I understand that we're not all here together, but you are here worshiping in public. The church is not just this building. Say amen, somebody. The church is not just this building. We are gathered here together to get what we need from God in this public place of worship. Some of us have come to petition God for the things that everyone else sees that you need From the Savior. We are praying with you. We have fasted with you. And we are here for you. We have watched God work on your behalf. And we are celebrating the things that God has done for you. But I'm here to talk to those of us. Who after everyone has received everything they needed from God. Like the disciples. They had to go home and deal with. 
private struggles. <laughs> they had to go home and deal with after the public praise was over. They had to go home and deal with private struggles. We've celebrated others and we're glad that everything that for everything that God has done and we're glad for everything that you've received. But we go home and we go do business with our God in private. We say, thank you, Lord, for healing them. But why am I still sick? <laughs> we say, thank you, Lord, for delivering their child. But my why is my child still struggling? We say, thank you, Lord, for providing for them. But why am I still seeing single digits in my bank account? Thank you for walking them into their destiny. But when will my promise be received? Oh, my God, we deal with, we praise in public, but we struggle in private. The disciples said when they got home with Jesus, they said, why could we not do what we saw you do? And his response did not condemn them in any way, shape, or form. What Jesus said to his disciples was these things. These things, these kind, only come out by prayer and by fasting. I know you've walked with me. I know you got to the point of salvation. But these kind require sanctification. I know that you've walked with me. You've met me at the cross. You've accepted me as your savior. You've allowed for me to walk with you through the tiny things that are required, the immediate issues, the low-hanging fruit as it might be with regard to your spirituality. You have allowed me to work in those areas, but now is my time to walk with you into greater. <laughs> and greater will require of you more. God is asking us to go into a this kind anointing. Come on, church. God is asking us. I know that the fast was over a couple days ago, but I believe that God is calling us, some of us, to continue on and fast some more. God, I, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know that God called some of you. He released you from your fast. But I know that some of you have not yet been released by Holy Spirit yet. Why? Because he's called you to a this kind. He's called you to a this kind. My God. He's called you to a this kind. Your devil will not be one with what everybody else gave. You need to give God a this kind. Come on, church. You need to give God of this kind of sacrifice. You need to give God of this kind of service. You need to give God more because your need is greater. And when you give him this kind, he will deliver you from that kind. Come on, church. When you give him what you owe him, he will destroy every yoke. And he will loose everything. Hey, my God. He will destroy every yoke. And he will loose every bondage that's held you bound. Your child's going to be delivered because you give him of this kind. Come on. Your child's going to be delivered because you give him of this. Your body is not something that's going to come from that kind. It's going to come. Your healing comes from this kind, from greater sacrifice. Your anointing, your destiny is waiting for you when you give God of this kind. Is there anybody here that is ready and willing to give God of this kind, of this kind, not that kind. 
You gave me what I wanted. You've been my bubblegum God. You've been my Santa Claus God. You've done all the things that I wanted you to do that were easy. But I'm going to trust you for greater. Come on, church. I'm going to trust you for greater. And I believe that God is saying as you press into him, he will give you uh, this kind anointing. He's going to allow you to pray and watch and see chains fall from people's lives. My God, he's going to allow you to pray. And he's going to what you are going to watch and see yourself walk into the destiny that you've been waiting for for so long. Why? Because you've been waiting on your blessing and you feel like it's not coming. But God is saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on just a little while longer. Give me a little bit more. I don't know when you'll be released, but keep on fasting for this kind. Keep on fasting. For this kind, for this kind, it's not over until God says it's over. It's not finished until God says it's done. And when he says it's done, it will be done. Come on, church. When he says it's done, it will be done. When he says you're delivered, you will be delivered. When he says you're healed, you will be healed. When he says it's over, it will be over. So don't stop now. Wait for your this kind. Press into your this kind. I challenge you. I admonish you for the glory of God to be revealed, to continue to walk into the presence of the king and give him a this kind of sacrifice. Clap your hands and give God praise. Clap your hands. Give God praise. Give God praise. Healing was the low-hanging fruit. Healing was the low-hanging fruit, but God, I need of this kind. Come on, church. Can we praise him for this kind? Healing was the low-hanging fruit. That boy being delivered was the low-hanging fruit. But God is asking you to press in to your decisions, your mind, your mental struggles. He's asking you to press into the power of the anointing so he will calm your storm in your mind, in your mind, in your mind, in your mind. It's going to come by giving him a this kind sacrifice, by giving him a this kind praise, by going beyond yourself and giving God what you know you owe God, not what he, he wants, the hard thing. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. He wants you to get lonely, get lonely, and allow yourself to be led into your wilderness so that you can give him your this kind. You can ask him the hard questions. Because he's faithful to answer them. <laughs> he's faithful to answer them. He will give you exactly what you need. He will give you. Daniel prayed and the response, the reward of the Daniel fast was an answer. <clears throat> you haven't received your answer yet. Because you need to give God of this kind of sacrifice. Hello. Hoo-hoo. You need to give God of this kind of sacrifice. You need to give God of this kind of sacrifice. Give him this kind, this kind, and watch this kind, this kind, this devil that you've been fighting for decades. <laughs> watch deliverance happen. This healing you've been waiting for for far too long. Watch God restore and make whole this kind, this kind. This kind. Some of you are asking God to do something for you. <clears throat> do 
doing, asking you to God to do, you're asking God to do something for you, but you haven't, you haven't done the low-hanging fruit yet. You haven't done your part, you know, and you're asking God to do God's part, but you haven't done your part. Well, what's my part? I'm glad you asked. Everybody, Minister Lingham, I'm glad you asked. What's my part? Your part is to just say, Lord, I need a Savior. That's all. Your part is to finally admit that you don't know how to do this thing called life. That's all. You're trying to get to this kind, and you haven't even gotten to the low-hanging fruit yet. Come on. Come on. Let's talk real talk. Like, (laughs) you haven't even done the, the first works yet, and you're asking God for millions when you don't tithe yet. We'll talk about that next week. Mm. this kind all you have to do if that's you the doors of the church are open the doors of the church are open if there is one that needs to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as as your personal savior now is your time and today is your day whether you're in this room or you're with us online virtually God will deliver you from this kind but first, God's going to deliver you from your low-hanging fruit. He's going to save you from yourself. All you have to do is say it to me. Just put an emoji in the screen. Put it just your hand up, or you can type it to me, and we will find you. We will review this video. We will find you, and we will make sure that your response is responded to. If there is one who needs to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, just lift your hand or say it to me in the chat. If there's one who wants to come back home, you've done it your way. You've already done the, the walking down the aisle and accepting the Lord as your Savior. You've already committed your life to Christ, but you sort of decided to walk away at some point. And that's okay. it's okay. It's okay. But it's time to come home. Just stop playing around. It's time to come home. You know that it's time to get back to your place in Christ. In Christ, not in God, not in any kind of religion. It's time to stop being spiritual but not religious. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time to stop acting like you have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. It's time. It's time. Stop. Come back home. The power that you have, the wisdom that you have, is from God. The Lord Jesus Christ. Give him the credit. Yes, Give him the glory. Give him the praise and come back home. Just put your, put, put your hand up. Yes, say it's me. Ain't going to judge you. We're not going to judge you. We're not going to judge you. We just want you back home in the ark of safety. And if there's somebody that is watching today, need a church home. Church of the Redeemer is a great place to call home. Church of the Redeemer is a great place for you to call home. I told you we're going to walk with you. Some of us are going to come here with some character flaws. You're running away from some things. But guess what? Moses went back to Egypt because he ran away for 40 years after killing somebody. We'll walk with you through your character flaws. It's okay. You've still got gifts that God wants to use. And we need to hear your story so we can plug you in in the right places of ministry. Amen? Amen. We need you. The, God, the, the, the kingdom needs you. If there's anybody, type it in your screen. Type it in and say, it's me. Oh, my Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. 
commit ourselves to giving God of this kind of sacrifice. And we'll tell you, yeah. Oh, yes. My soul, my 